What is good, everyone, and welcome to the We Just Talk Wrestling podcast. My name is Kyle, and I'm here with Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. We have a loaded show for you guys today, but as always, we'll break down the weekly shows, going over any stories from all the different promotions. We'll be reviewing MLW's Battle Riot event. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WJTW19. Give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you use to listen to the show. So, Dylan, what caught your eye in wrestling this week? All right, Kyle, I'm going to talk about a promotion that we don't talk about enough, um, the NWA, specifically Nick Aldis. I don't know if you saw this, but he posted on his Instagram, I believe, earlier in the week, saying that he was leaving the National Wrestling Alliance due to creative differences with company owner Billy Corgan. Um, he's been very open uh, about his basically his displeasure with NWA's creative process. Um, and uh, Billy Corgan actually suspended him this week and pulled him from their upcoming event. He appeared on Sam Roberts' show, uh, Not Sam Wrestling, um, and he elaborated on his multitude of issues with the NWA and specifically Baron Corbin, or <laughs> Billy Corgan, my bad. Not Baron Corbin, Jesus. Uh, when asked about being suspended, Nick Aldis suspects that him is calling the NWA embarrassing is what sparked the outrage. Quote, I'm sure that's the part that hurts the most. I'm sure that's the part that's triggering him. Um, he also summed up the production value of NWA and and basically how it was hard for him to get excited. Um, he mentioned that it's not easy to wear a suit and present yourself in a certain way when you're about to go and work in a rec center in front of 100 people. Mm-hmm. He said he believed his commitment to his character was what was necessary to get fans to become invested with the company. However, there was just no growth. Um, like I said, Corgan has suspended him, but he will not be coming back in the year 2023, which means Nick Aldis could potentially become the biggest free agent in wrestling early next year. What do you think of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think his spot would easily be WWE. Um, AEW doesn't need another guy that can put on Rampage and use him for a couple weeks. Uh, WWE can use him in a uh, <laughs> multitude of different ways. So um, put him in the mid-card scene, put him in the main event scene. So um, they got a lot of different uh, ways that they can use a guy like Aldis. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. What do you think about him being so openly uh, critical of not just NWA's creative process, but kind of their production value as well? Well, maybe he's just hoping to get fired before that contract gets up. I'd be completely honest maybe, with you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it it sucks because he's been there so long and all this stuff mm-hmm. is coming out. But um, I hope the best for him, and uh, I hope we see him in WWE very soon. Who knows? Um, but Don, are you ready for mine? Yes, sir. All right. According to WrestlingNews.com, the next NXT call-up looks like it's going to be Cameron Grimes. Formerly known as Trevor Lee, he has been one of the most popular wrestlers on the brand and I expect to see him on Raw or SmackDown with his interaction with the OC. I would guess that it's going to be Raw, but Dylan, what can fans expect from Cameron Grimes? Well, remember the the, the million dollar stuff that happened right at the end of the black and gold era? Yes. So, I mean, he's a very entertaining, he, he, he's kind of different too. Yes. Um, so if you're not familiar with him... He doesn't look like he doesn't look like the old school WWE guy. No. Um, he looks like this generation, very Triple H guy. 
Um, he started to get a rise at the end of the black and gold era, and then obviously things switched. But he's still been featured pretty prominently. Yeah, I like I like what he does in the ring. He's good on. He's very good. Really good character work. So if he's the next one called up, I've heard his name a lot. We talked about Grayson Waller recently as well. They've got a couple nice people going down at NXT that I think will add to the main roster very soon. And yeah. he'll, I, I think he'll be a great, great asset to the mid-card scene for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Dragunov's the guy mm-hmm. right now in NXT and definitely has the most potential to get up. Yep. But uh, you got you look at a guy like Breaker, um, Carmelo Hayes, which I who I liked in the black and gold. So there's a lot of names going in there mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. anything else on that? Uh, another name to look to uh, be called up. I know we've seen Toxic Attraction of uh, wrestle some matches on SmackDown, but look for that whole stable, Mandy Rose included, to come up to the main roster soon. Did you see that uh, WWE thinks uh, Core J could be the next Sasha Banks? Really? Yes. So apparently there's Triple H included. I like Core J. I really do. She's got a long way to go. Um, I I think like she in the ring's got a long way to go. I think she's developing a character right Mm -hmm. now, which I like, Um, especially under, you know, more of Shawn Michaels. I think she's excelling more than she did with Pritchard and when Mm -hmm. Vince was there and everything like that. But um, it's going to be Perez is probably the woman that's most ready now Mm -hmm. that's on NXT the most. Now, obviously Davenport is, but you know, she's not on there the most. I would say Perez, but uh, I think she's, the best wrestler besides that report mm-hmm. in uh, Mecco. So uh, look for them to be a prominent role, but I don't know about Cora J being the next. The thing about Sasha Banks is she's so much more than the wrestler. Mm-hmm. I don't care for her as a wrestler, but she's got this vibe she's, about her. She's it. got this feel about her that she's a big star. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know. I, and I know, it's I know you're not, yeah. You're not a big Sasha Banks guy, but she does have that, you know, that, that it factor in a yeah. way. Yep. All righty. Uh, you ready to move on to AEW? Not really, but go ahead. All righty. AEW, starting with Rampage. We had a pair of AEW World Title Eliminator tournament matches with Bandito defeating Roosh and Brian Cage defeating Dante Martin in solid matches there. Off to Dynamite, Ethan Page defeated Eddie Kingston to advance in the Eliminator tournament. Jamie Hayter gets a singles win over Sky Blue. And Samoa Joe turned on Wardlow, which has been so underwhelming, to say the least, and I don't care about it at all. No. In the, in the main event, Brian Danielson beat Sammy Guevara in a very good two out of three falls match, but tell him what was the purpose of it? I mean, they really haven't – I mean, it was just kind of thrown there for filler, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, AW has been so ice cold going into full gear. Uh the main event matches have been underwhelming. I have not liked the MJF mock stuff because it's more just so been on MJF against himself more so than mm-hmm. MJF mocks. So I'm personally not excited for that match. I think some of MJF's promos are starting to just very blend in together. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need a little bit more variety there. And then we have Jeff Jarrett. And Britt Baker still taking WWE shots mm-hmm. at this point. It's just embarrassing. Like, come up with different material. It's just the same old stuff for AEW, and they're really hitting a wall right now. Yeah. Um, also, another thing, it was announced that uh, Jeff Jarrett will team with Jay Lethal to take on Darby Allen and Sting at full gear. Um, Who cares about so that? Is it anybody? 
Nope. I think so. That's what the third match announced for Full Gear, if I'm not mistaken, and the show is in a couple of weeks. Not I really mean, great build, uh, uh, especially especially with three months to build it. I think they announced Jungle Boy and um, Luchasaurus in a steel cage, but that'll be fine. That'll be that'll be fun. I think. Yeah, be, yeah um, but... but to touch on the MJF Mox stuff, it's clear that their direction was gonna be MJF Punk going yeah. into full gear, um, and Mox kind of even said it himself. He did a he did an interview recently where the plan after All Out was for him to go on vacation. He was yeah. gonna take six weeks off. Him and Renee. Um, and I think some like other friends and family, they were just going to go on a vacation. He was going to take time off, rest up, heal, things like that. Um, that was all changed mm. due to the, due to the media scrum stuff. So it does feel very thrown together, but I will give credit where credit's due. I think that match will be fine considering the circumstances, but it's, it's clear that's not the direction they wanted to go. Other than that, um, I do not give, a single fuck about full gear. No. If I can be as blunt as possible, it, it, no. it hasn't been a good build. They don't seem to care about it. They're just kind of throwing things together with no real story. We will get, um, Soraya and, or, or Soraya, however you pronounce it. And Britt Baker. Cause she announced this week that she's cleared to compete. So that match will happen at full gear. I just don't, think I don't it's care about announced it. yet. But yeah, I don't, I don't necessarily <laughs> care either. But I, 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 I do want to give give her a shout out for for getting medically cleared. Um, oh due yeah, to all the the recent injury stuff. So so kudos to her. But to be honest, I don't care about that match. Well, AEW's yeah. just been it's it's dare I say sucked the last several. weeks. No, dude, it's, it, it's hit. It's been hitting a wall since um all out, man. I mean, it's really hitting a wall. Even before that, too. Yeah. Well, like, um, well, like look at look look at the heavy hitters that are gone right now. Like yeah. the whole elite's not there. I know you're not a punk guy, but like he drew numbers. He drew viewers. Like there's just a lot of missing pieces. No, absolutely. Uh, Britt, ba- I don't know if this is just me. I don't know if anyone in wrestling has declined more than Britt Baker in the last year. Uh, her matches have not been great. Her promos, it's just WWE shot after WWE shot. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with her specifically. I don't know if it's the writing. I don't know if she's just not getting comfortable with this. Britt Baker's just not working. I don't think. No, I don't think she's working. I think I, I think she's doing all she can, but no, I don't think she. I look. I like Britt. You know that, but she's not the one who should be at the forefront of that division. Um pushing her that way and it's just she's definitely not uh winning back-to-back woman uh wrestler of the year for the show i mean we'll see what the people vote but i don't think she will she might not even be a nominee who knows um <laughs> all right uh so dylan do you want to get into the wwe news and before before mm-hmm. we get into everything can you do the main event stuff of raw last so you do the rest of raw all the smackdown and then the main event of raw last yep all right. Okay. Yep. All right. So uh, on Raw, we had The Miz defeating Johnny Gargano via pinfall and singles action after using a metal turnbuckle, the exposed turnbuckle. Uh, before the match, Johnny Gargano continued to expose The Miz by playing hidden camera footage of The Miz admitting that he paid <laughs> Dexter Loomis to stage fake attack. Did you see this whole like sit down Johnny Gargano tell all that they this did? This was so great, man. Uh, this is so well written, I think. Yeah. Um, 
Gargano played video after the Miz claimed he was going to file a defamation lawsuit over Gargano's quote lies. Um, after the Miz picked up the cheap win, Dexter Loomis attacked the Miz with a chair and then sp- literally sprinted. Dude, that guy is wheels, man. Bro, he ran a he ran a four two <laughs> getting out was, of there. That boy was dude, hauling ass. Dude, he was hauling, man. He, that was awesome. Dex, Dexter Loomis set the combine record getting away from security yes, on you, Dude, that guy was moving. Remember, he's still <laughs> technically not in WWE. Yeah. Um, Austin Theory defeated Shelton Benjamin uh, in a pretty pretty much a squash match uh, in singles action. Otis defeated Elias with the falling power slam. Good. Um, yeah. Baron Corbin defeated Cedric Alexander with the end of days. Um, and uh, the bloodline. What? Yeah, go on. Uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. Am I the only one that's not really digging the JBL Baron Corbin stuff yet? I, I think there needs to be something else. Mm-hmm. I, I think something's missing there. I think I think it's a step in the right direction, but I'm with you too. I'm not fully vibing with it. It's better yeah. than the happy Corbin stuff. Yes. But it, I, I, I think they're doing too much of a blend yeah. with the lone wolf Baron Corbin and the happy Corbin stuff. Because yeah. he still wears pretty much the same attire. He's just going by Baron Corbin now. But he has, like, the yeah. same theme song. Yeah. Um, if they went straight back to the Lone Wolf stuff and he's that's a little more serious yeah. with JBL as a mouthpiece, I think that's a million bucks. I think that's a home run. Um, also on Raw, the Bloodline defeated the New Day and Matt Riddle uh, when Solo Sokoa hit Riddle with the spinning solo. Also, Nikki Cross defeated Dana Brooke to win the 24-7 title, and then proceeded to throw it away mm-hmm. afterwards. So that title is officially done. And we do have our first match set for War Games. Uh, it'll be Bianca Belair, Asuka, and Alexa Bliss versus Damage Control and Nikki Cross. So we will have two more people on the side of the faces, and then Damage Control will add one more person to complete the five-on-five. Five. But that will be the women's match. Who do you think it's going to be? Who do you think is going to join him? Why? Well, I, I don't know who's going to join the heels, but I think the faces are going to be Naomi and Sasha Banks. Really? I do. I think, I think those are the last two big returns that Triple H has to pull the trigger on to but what, I mean, completely right the wrongs of Vince McMahon. But what do you do with – see, here, here's kind of the predicament they're in. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be since – I mean, we'll talk about. I think the last one for the heels is going to be Rhea Ripley. I think yes. Rhea's going to be involved there, and then I think the last two for the faces is going to be Candice and Mia Yim. Because you bring Mia Yim in for that. Fair. Oh wait, I just spoiled. I just spoiled what happened. But no, Mia Yim is back in the WWE. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> one one thing is is like, what do you do with Candice? She's been right with the faces. You don't put her in that match. Do, do you have her turn heel before and have her join the heels? It's going to be really interesting. I see both sides. Also on Raw, Mia Yim did make her return to WWE. She looked great. <laughs> to join the, the side of the OC to basically help with their, quote, Rhea Ripley problem. Um, yeah, I, I like what you're saying, too. I could totally see Candice LeRae and Mia Yim being added to that side. But I could also see it going, like I said, the last – big wrong that Triple H can fix from the Vince McMahon era yes. is Naomi and Sasha Banks. Yeah. Um, so I could see it going both ways. If you want to con- can continue with your vision, 
yes, Mia Yim, Candice LeRae. Those are Triple H. That's 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 a Triple H team. Yeah. Very much so. Um, but I wouldn't be against a big return by Sasha Banks and Naomi. We're not huge Sasha Banks fans. We're not huge Naomi fans. But Naomi's a freak athlete. And in that kind of match, I think she would work well. And dare I say, you know, we just talked about Sasha Banks has that it factor. Women's division kind of needs her in a way. I think they need that big wow factor right now. Because their their depth is pretty good now. Like they've depth got is everything good. else. Yeah, yeah, depth is good. They just need a couple extra pieces up top. We know Charlotte's on her way back soon. Sasha Banks adds into that. Yep. So I'm gonna move on to SmackDown because like you said, we're gonna talk about the raw stuff um afterwards. So on SmackDown, uh, Bray Wyatt attacked LA Knight. So is this the first official Bray Wyatt feud that we're going to get? They had a backstage confrontation. Um, I can hear you sighing. I'm, I'm the same way. I would not squash LA Knight that quickly. I wouldn't either. Like, but, I, I get what they're doing because these mm-hmm. promo battles they're going to have, wow. Oh, it's going to be great. But also, you can't put Bray in a feud with a Karrion Cross or a Drew McIntyre or a Roman Reigns or any of the big guns on SmackDown right away. So you need have, to feed him to someone who is kind of believable, but also that he can just push to the side and move on to the next. Why don't you have Uncle Howdy cost Bray? And then LA Knight wins. It doesn't hurt Bray at all. I mean, we'll can you see. imagine LA Knight winning? I mean, that'd be huge for LA Knight. I mean, yep, we'll see. Um, Also, the uh, SmackDown World Cup kicked off on Mm -hmm. on SmackDown this week. By the way, SmackDown took place in the great city of Indianapolis, Indiana, where we're from. And I did not go. No, we did not go. I was at work. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So the SmackDown World Cup, the winner of the tournament gets a shot at uh, Walter for the IC title. And they get a fancy trophy. Uh, But Braun Strowman completely destroyed your guy, Hard Body Mahal, in the first round to move on to the semifinals. Um, I don't think any other... Oh, yeah, Santos Escobar also defeated Shinsuke Nakamura really good in singles stuff. action. Yeah. That was actually a very good match. Um, he hit him with the Phantom Driver and moved on to the semifinals. I believe Ricochet and Mustafa Ali are going to have a match next week. And mm-hmm. I don't know what the fourth match is, but it it's is It's going to be Zayn versus somebody. Okay, well, Zane's in that match. Zane's Zane's going to the finals, I think. If we could just predict that, and he's going to lose. Yeah, he'll lose, but he'll get the nice run yeah. to the finals. Um, also on SmackDown, the Viking Raiders laid out Hit Row and Legado del Fantasma with a returning Sarah Logan. I popped in full Viking gear. She had like yeah. the, the war paint, the hair's mm-hmm. all done up. She looked like a Badass. Yeah, dude. Um, that team, whoo, that's going to be a lot of fun on SmackDown. <laughs> they have really benefited from Triple H. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, also, there was a six-pack challenge to determine the number one contender for Ronda Rousey between Lacey Evans, Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville, Raquel Rodriguez, Zai Lee, and Shotzi Blackheart. And Shotzi picked up the victory and she will face Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's title at Survivor Series. She then got choked out by Shayna Baszler backstage. Um, So the Ronda Rousey-Shayna Baszler team is 100% a thing moving forward, which I absolutely love. 
I hate the fact that Shotzi's going to take a loss at Survivor Series, but I love that she's in a prominent role. I kind of worry about that match in a way, but I hope it's better than what I think. I think the match itself will be fine, and with the addition of, of Shayna kind of just lurking ringside mm-hmm. in Ronda's corner, I think adds a cool element. Yep. Also, the main event was the Usos versus the New Day. Um, if the Usos won, this was for the tag team titles, if the Usos won, they would become the longest reigning WWE tag team champions in history. If the New Day win, I think they would actually have the most reigns or something like that. I, I, I yeah. could be wrong. But the history was on the line for both teams. The Bloodline did pick up the win um, after catching Kofi Kingston off a midair with the 1D. Uso and New Day matches never disappoint. We've seen them a dozen times, though. However, like I said, they never fail. They're, this they're one always, really good. Yeah, yeah, they're always good matches, especially this one I think had more layers than before with Solo and, and, and Sami Zayn and there's so much. I've seen a lot of people saying that the Usos should get the New Day treatment, how Kingston got a world title run and Big E got a world title run. A lot of people are saying that main event Jey Uso should come back and get a world title run down the line. What do you think of that? Um, I just think they have too many guys right now that need it. Yep. Because, I mean. Well, this would how... be, be, be like years down the line. Yeah, no, I, I would be totally down for a couple of years down the line because mm-hmm. if you have guys like Karen Cross that's going to need title at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really going to enhance him. I think LA Knight is going to win Money in the Bank next year. Um, yep. So I, I think there's a lot of guys that are going to need it more than Jimmy or uh, Jay Uso. But uh, yeah, I think it actually opened the show uh, this match, and um, it, it was really oh, fun. Right. Yeah, yep. yeah, it was a really fun match. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Bloodline addressed the crowd at the end of the night. Out come the Brawling Brutes. There was a huge brawl with everyone. Drew McIntyre was involved. Nothing was made official, but Kyle, we know where this is going. It's going to war game today. The bloodline is going to be facing all three members of the Brawling Brutes, Andrew McIntyre, and a fifth member, and that will be your war games match. And I think Ooh. that'll be incredible. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's going to be – dude, Sheamus in war games? Oh, dude. Uh, Pete Dunn, Drew McIntyre – I mean – the names, like, you know, we, we talked about the Usos and their chemistry. Solo is a million bucks. Sami Zayn is one of the hottest things in WWE right now. So you have yeah. those five on one side. What about Roman. one of the most improved wrestlers in any promotion, Ridge Holland? Yes. I think there, there is – I'm very, very intrigued to see who the fifth member will be. Um, and we can kind of predict that at the end of the show because we still got a lot right. to cover. Right. Um, yeah, we'll do that. Remind that, me. Yeah, that's all for sure going to happen. Like, you're yep. not... Okay. Let's go back to Raw. Yep. So, Seth Rollins had an open challenge for the U.S. title. And it was originally accepted by Mustafa Ali, um, who legit got obliterated backstage <laughs> by Bobby Lashley. Yep. And Bobby was like, I'm accepting the challenge. Bobby comes out to have a match with Seth Rollins, but... The match actually never officially happens because he just literally beat the shit out of Seth Rollins. Threw him through a table, threw him all over ringside. Um, Bobby gets escorted to the back. Match never actually became official. Out comes Austin Theory. Dude, I dude, I was frozen when he came out. I, I yeah. literally was like, I don't, I don't even know what's going on. But go on. So Austin Theory comes out. 
and cashes in mm-hmm. money in the bank. Yep. On the U.S. title. Yes. So that match becomes official. Yep. Bobby comes back out. <laughs> destroys the ref. Tosses around Austin Theory. Gets escorted out again. The referee recovers. Theory barely beats the 10 count. Crawls under the bottom rope. Takes a curb stomp. Loses. Dude, Bobby went crazy. Bobby Lashley's a million bucks right now. <laughs> Seth Rollins retains the U.S. title, which ultimately is the right move. What the fuck? All right. <laughs> I'm actually, well, once you're done, I'm actually going to defend it. But go no, on. I'm going to save my thoughts until the end of the show because I'm going to tell you right now, I have a lot to say with the dummy moment. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll save our thoughts on that to the end. Okay, but anyway, Seth Rollins is still the United States champion, which is the right move. Bobby Lashley is positioned as a monster heel right now on Raw, which is the right move. But Austin Theory lost his money in the big briefcase to the U.S. title. I'm going to tell you why it was actually the right move. And I will tell tell you why. why I'll tell you why it's the wrong move. I I will tell you why. With the dummy moment this week. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into that later. But uh, don't you ready to segue into the indies this week? Yes, sir. WWE right. had a lot of ground to cover. So, uh, yes, they did. Yeah, let's move All on. Right. So this week, I will be re-highlighting, as Tony's needs a bag of chips, uh, be re-highlighting reality of wrestling based out of Houston, Texas. What? Water. It was a water. Oh, it's probably Family Side Doritos. Uh, I will be covering... <laughs> I just spit it out on my bed. <laughs> just saying, I could destroy one of those right now. Anyway, I just spit water on my bed. Sorry. <laughs> I will be covering their episode 357 with Rachel Rose defeating me up Friday with a small package after faking an injury. What a heel she is. Tommy Bolton defeats Jay Alexander in singles action. And in the main event, Stephen Wolf challenged Clay Roberts for the TV title. Loved how this was the main event of the show, even for a mid-card title. Challenger took it right to the champion, multiple slaps and dropkick. Roberts pushed the challenger out of the ring, and the whole match shifted as the champion grounded Wolf. In the end, Wolf hits a very cool inverted cutter, I believe it was, to become the new TV champion. Very fun match. Only won about nine minutes, but the crowd was super into it. My MVP of the night goes to Mia Friday. I've been a fan of hers for a little bit now. She started wrestling live shows when she was 14 yeah. and only continues to get better. She reminds me, Dylan, of the NXT Bailey in a way. I think mm-hmm. she could be that big. Uh, she can be a big-time babyface. So check out Reality of Wrestling on YouTube with my MVP being Mia Friday. Reality of Wrestling's um, – that's, that's, that's the one run by uh, Booker T. Yes, it is. Right? Yep. That's his school. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah, you've been mentioning me at Friday for a while. I've looked into a lot of her stuff. I definitely see those same similarities uh, with the with the NXT Bailey the hugger gimmick. Yeah, you know I mean just her. Yeah. yeah, just her uh, attire alone. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, very good stuff. So we will be sure to tag both uh, the promotion and Kyle's MVP on social media like we do every single week. Uh, some pretty recognizable names there. We've covered uh, Rachel Rose in the past and Mia Friday in the past. Um, and this promotion in the past. So uh, give them a like and a follow. And uh, very, very good stuff as always. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Don, would you like to get in your This Day in History segment? Yeah, you're going to love this. 
All right. <clears throat> so this episode is being posted on November 13th. So all of these dates will be November 13th. Are you ready? Yeah, you just want to put down your Doritos. We'll be ready to go. Yes, yeah, so I have my uh, my water <laughs> down. <laughs> all right. November, thir- <laughs> November 13th, 1950 from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was there. Uh, yeah, Vern Gagne <laughs> defeated Sonny Myers to win the vacant NWA World Junior Heavyweight Championship in an absolute barn burner of a match. You think Kenny Omega's a five-star machine? You don't know what Sonny Myers and Vern Gagne do. <laughs> in 1993, ECW held their first ever November to Remember live event in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The main event was a winner-take-all match featuring the ECW Heavyweight Champion Sabu and Road Warrior Hawk taking on the team of television champion Terry Funk and King Kong Bundy. Whichever wrestler got the pin or submission would take both the heavyweight title and the TV title. During the match, Bundy turned on Terry Funk and hit him with the avalanche splash, allowing Sabu to pick up the victory. He retained the heavyweight championship and won Terry Funk's TV title. Hmm. In 1995, in the new sumo hall, Tokyo, Japan, a cross-promotion event took place between WCW and New Japan Pro Wrestling called WCW World in Japan. The main event saw WCW United States Champion Sting defend his belt against, oh boy, <laughs> against against the challenger. Okay, let me see. Can, can oh boy, Kensuke... <laughs> Sasaki? Okay. I'm not familiar with that name. Okay, well, I'm sorry if I butchered that. (laughs) Uh, The match was won by uh, Sasaki, making him the first non-American to win the United States Championship since Rowdy Roddy Piper in 1983. I'm sorry that I butchered that because that was clearly a pretty uh, monumental moment. In 2005, one of the most beloved wrestlers in wrestling history, Eddie Guerrero, passed away in his hotel room at the age of 38. Pretty somber. Oh, man. Yeah. So um, let's try and move on to make it a little more uplifting. Also in 2005, TNA held their Genesis pay-per-view at the Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida. On the show, Christian Cage made his first TNA appearance, and AJ Styles defeated Petey Williams to retain the X Division Championship. In 2006, Jeff Hardy won the Intercontinental Championship by defeating Johnny Nitro in the main event, uh, and Rated RKO became the Tag Team Champions by defeating Ric Flair and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Hmm. The Miz, uh, in 2007, The Miz and John Morrison defeated MVP and Matt Hardy to win the WWE Tag Team titles. And in 2011, TNA ran their Turning Point pay-per-view. Uh, the main event saw Bobby Roode successfully retain the TNA World Heavyweight Championship against AJ Styles. How good was TNA Bobby Roode, by the way? Woo! One, of the, one of the most underrated ever. Oh, boy. Um, in 2019, this is a pretty monumental moment. November 13, 2019, tickets officially went on sale for WrestleMania 36, which was supposed to take place April 5th, 2020. Do you know why that's monumental, Kyle? Uh, that was the COVID thing, that right? was That was the COVID mania. So WrestleMania did not happen with fans, so everyone got refunds and stuff like that. It was the first WrestleMania to not have fans in attendance. It was also the first WrestleMania to be pre-taped. 
it was also the first WrestleMania to have uh, two parts. But tickets went on sale November 13th, 2019. Also, November 13th are the birthdays for Hiroshi Tanahashi and Sarah Del Rey. So happy birthday to you guys. And also, uh, rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. Yeah. um, And that's all I have. So, do you remember anything else from that Genesis of 2005? Because I have actually rewatched that show recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember uh, Nigel McGinnis actually lost um, in a pre in a pre tape match to Shark Boy. Oh, and and three live crew defeated Team Canada in a hockey stick fight. <laughs> I love 2005 TNA. <laughs> dude. Oh, dude, that, that made me. Oh, dude, that's. Great. I love the fact uh, that Shark Boy just got a shout out. Hey, Shark so, Boy's uh, my guy. Hey, kudos to Shark Boy. Um, I'm just, dude, I'm looking at some of these names. Golly. Roger Strong was on the show. Chris Samos. Are you, Harris. are you, are you literally Googling the 2005 Genesis paper? Yeah, because right I, well, I, I've watched, I think I watched it about a year ago and I kind of already forget, but Monty Brown defeated Jeff Hardy and I don't even remember that man. I don't forgot, remember. I forgot Monty Brown was in TNA. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Dude, that was a, this was um, Brother Ray and Brother Devon defeating Jeff Jarrett in, uh, and Rhino. Most Wanted. Oh, and Rhino, right? Wasn't Rhino yeah. there? Yeah, there was Chris Harris and James Storm. <laughs> TNA was great. Uh, no, great stuff this week. And um, hopefully uh, I can do a pretty good job in my top five power ranking segment. Dylan, are you ready? I'm really curious to see who your number one is, but go ahead. Uh, it's probably not going to be who you want, but let's uh, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Number five goes to Isaiah Wolf. The freelancer has been going under the radar recently, but had a big match and a bigger promotion that got him some extra shine. He competed in six-man scramble match on CCW, uh, beating the likes of Alexander Moss, Jarrett Diaz, and Movie Mike. The self-proclaimed man of the hour has ways to go, but has the ability and the look for him to uh, maybe get in one of these bigger promotions one day. Uh, number four is Dragon Gate's Yamato. The 41-year-old has been producing great matches for some time now and has not lost a step. He did suffer a loss against Yoshioka for the Open, the Dream Gate title in 23 minutes, but he was able to combat that in a big way, winning four matches in the last week with wins over guys like Ryu and Yoshida. I am still new to the Dragon Gate scene and cannot wait to see what Yamato has to offer. Number three goes to WWE's Jimmy Uso. With Jay being in a bigger storyline with Sami Zayn, I feel like Jimmy was somewhat lost in the shuffle. People want Jay to be in a world title match, like you just said. So maybe Jimmy is getting losing some of that shine. But with the performances as of late, he's getting that mojo back and showing the fans how good he really is. He was involved in two different title defenses this week where they both retained. But in the match against the New Day, Jimmy was playing the crowd. And you could tell he was super, super comfortable in the edgy attitude that he was given off. Jimmy had a great week and cannot see what he does in war games. Number two. AEW's Ethan Page. This is someone who continues to be so underrated and really has the talent to be a vocal point of any show. Finally getting a serious push with the firm. Like I said earlier, he defeated Eddie Kingston one step closer to get a world title shot. He is such an athletic big guy and someone who has 
perfected facial expressions in wrestling. Also getting a win against Casey King in ASW. Hopefully he will continue to get TV time because he's a great talent and only makes the product better. Dylan, my number one, would you like to guess? I'm going to go Shotzi Blackheart. It is not. Mm, okay. It's actually from the Indies, Paris Van Dale. She has been someone in the Indies who has really caught my eye and someone that is proving, even in a loss, she can be the name you talk about more so than the winner in some cases. She went from an intergender rumble to defeating Kennedy Copeland in Massachusetts. She caught some headlines competing on AEW Dark Elevation against Tay Mello. So getting these repetitions against mainstream talent will only help her in the future. So she deserved the top spot this week. So that's the five. Awesome stuff. Um, also, to touch on Ethan Page a little bit, I don't know if you saw this, Kyle, but Ethan Page, Brody King, and Danhausen are going to be doing a uh, in-person contract signing and meet and greet at the Toy Pit, which is right around the corner from my house here in Indianapolis on the 29th. It's who? Ethan Page, Brody King, and Danhausen. Who's the last guy? Uh, your favorite wrestler of all time. I've never heard of him. Okay, won't be there. Um, so, yeah, he... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but Ethan Page will be there. Um, and since he made your top five, I thought that'd be a really cool thing. Uh, also, the what? Toy Pit, really cool store. But anyway, what? I've never been there. Never been there. Um, oh, super cool. It's, do, they have, do they have, like, video games and stuff like that, or just toys? Uh, it's mostly toys and, and, you know, figurines, stuff like that. A lot of pop culture stuff. A lot of old wrestling stuff, too. Um, That's right. Wrestling DVDs? My, they don't have DVDs. <sighs> but they have a lot of old figures and, like, old title belts and stuff like that, which is really cool. But If anyone listening has old TNA DVDs, I will take them. Hit up, hit up a, a bunch of um, antique stores. I showed you yeah. that, uh, that Alex Shelley. Alex Shelley um, action figure that I found at an antique store once. So um, Yeah, I'm just looking for old really TNA cool stuff. DVDs just because they have so much good stuff TNA. But, Dylan, yeah. you ready to move on? Oh, yeah. All righty. All right, it is now time for our MLW Battle Riot 4 reactions. Yeah. This event took place on June 23rd at the Melrose Ballroom in New York City. We cannot react to the whole event because of MLW mixing up the undercard that aired on Fusion. But regardless, I still think it's going to be a very good show. So, Dylan, are you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. So, we started with Alexander Hammerstone versus Los Aztecas, two-on-one handicap match. Basically, this just started with uh, Cesar Duran, uh, who was on Lucha Underground as one of my favorite guys, I guess authority mm-hmm. figures of all time, uh, mm-hmm. Derek Cueto. Uh, so, he started the show with a uh, big promo, um, basically bearing Alexander Hammerstone. But uh, he came up, he came out, and then uh, this all started. Um, for those that don't know, I guess the whole story, Duran has been a thorn in the side of Hammerstone, making this road very difficult. Hammerstone won with an insane inverted STO. That dude is just and he's crazy. I love Alexander Hammerstone. Mm-hmm. Personally, I had no issue with it. This set up an attack by Richard Holiday, setting up their match later in the night. I love when companies do more than one segment in a pay-per-view to set up an important match like this title match. Getting mm-hmm. all the heat on Holiday was the key, and Hammerstone wrestling with the belt around his waist was gold. <laughs> Dude just looks like a million bucks. No great here, but uh, I thought it was a fun little segment. Yeah, it was a fun little way to start the show, and then and then the attack um, obviously is, is, is the bigger story. That match is going to air on Fusion, though, right? 
the Richard yeah, Holiday. Yeah, I, I think it did on the 10th. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be on, on that upcoming, um, or I guess this past, the, yeah, yeah. this past week. Yep. Uh, so that match is now available to air, or a- able to stream. Oh, yeah. That which was... I have gone back and watched, um, but we're only reviewing what we what we saw here. Kyle, I can't get over. Okay, first off, Alexander Hammerstone wrestling with the belt around his waist—I thought was the coolest fucking thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Even if it was a thirty-second squash match, I don't care. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, it was. Um, I don't. I told you when I watched the show. We were texting this morning. I don't understand why they did it like that. Oh, that I—I I don't. They, they've the actual, done stuff like, like this all the time because I think mm-hmm. like. So they had a contract with YouTube, but then they're switching to this pro wrestling TV. I think I it's think, better. I, I think they like got lost in the shuffle. Maybe they only have up to an hour and ten minutes to pose. I don't know if they could do the whole show in one. I don't know what the problem was. This was pretty annoying to me. Yeah, it, I, it, it definitely was because when I watched it, I was like, there's no way this event was only two matches. Yeah. I went back and I, I looked up a bunch of stuff. And it was like, oh, yeah, all the undercard matches were moved a few. Did you hear that, by the way? Uh, no, we lost you. Okay, yeah. Uh, I got a phone call. I declined it. I'm back. Okay. Um, all right, good. But, yeah, I, I thought it was it was um very strange how they how they separated that but like you said it could be the 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 streaming thing that they have with with pro wrestling network or or, or whatever it's called but all that aside great opening segment but i wish we would have gotten the payoff on the actual card yeah absolutely what i could Um, say so no grade from either of us just a fun little segment to start um so very quickly don't i'm gonna list the matches that were not on the stream Mm -hmm. and then maybe ask you a few questions before we get to the big match so are you ready yeah. So Casey Navarro defeated Mini Abismo by pinfall. Jacob Fatu defeated Real One by disqualification. Davy Richards defeated Alex Kane by pinfall to win the MLW National Openweight title. Scarlett Bordeaux defeated Clara Carreras. Alexander Hammerstone defeated Richard Holiday to regain his MLW World title in Falls County and match. Love this match. Mm-hmm. Insane stuff by these guys who have great chemistry. I have maybe the biggest hot take about Richard Holiday. I'm going to save that to the end of the year, though. Myron oh. Reed defeated Aries, Lince Dorado, and La Estrella to retain the MLW middleweight title in a fatal four-way match. Really fun match. Should have went longer. The Samoan SWAT team, a great name for a team, defeated Los Maximos, Joel and Jose in tag action. Killer Cross defeated Mac. Matt Cross in singles action. Uh, Matt Cross was known as Son of Havoc in Lucha Underground. Obviously, Killer Cross is carrying Cross in WWE. Ty Valkyrie defeated Brittany Blake to regain her MLW Women's Featherweight title in a really good match. Blake really showed out here, I thought. So, Dylan, I don't know how many matches, if any, that you watched, mm-hmm. but what's your thoughts on the results and what's your opinion on some of the names I mentioned? Well, I did watch the uh, Holiday Hammerstone match. That went on for about, what, 18, 20 minutes? Somewhere yeah, I think it was there. 20, yeah. Um, so of those quote-unquote undercard matches, that was the longest, if I'm not mistaken, which being for the world title makes sense. Yep. Um, I thought that was easily the best match of the ones you named. 
Um, I do. Okay, so I do have an issue with taping a taping an event five months before you actually air the oh, thing. Oh, you don't have to say that again. <laughs> because there's two very big names that you mentioned that had matches that were prominently featured that are now under contract with WWE and will never mm-hmm. show up again, most likely. Yep. Um, that's one of the uh, one of the issues you run into doing yep. five month tape delays. Tape delays happen in pro wrestling. I get it, especially with the smaller promotions. It's very expensive to run a live event and like record it live and, and air it live. But five months is kind of kind of tricky. There's a lot of names that popped up and a lot of names on the card that go, "Oh, yep, I know where they are now," or "Oh, yep, yeah, they're not coming back," or "Oh, there's yeah. not going to be a payoff to that." No. Um. So, uh, hey, kudos to Karrion Cross for um for putting on putting on Battle Riot um, November 3rd in New York and then flying to Saudi Arabia to have a steel cage match <laughs> on November 5th. That's, yeah. that's a lot of travel. That is a lot of travel. But uh, what do you think of some of the names here? <laughs> Look, I, I, I love the roster that MLW has compiled or even just, just, just for what they do with, um, with the events that they put on. Um, I think Jacob Fatu is an absolute star. And I've been, we'll, I've been we'll, saying his praise. Yeah, we'll we'll get to him in a little bit. Um, there's a very specific name that I think you want me to touch on. Okay. That I don't want to talk about. Oh, I all right. fucking hate him. All right. He's the one who wears the like you know striped basketball shorts and has the poop emoji on his butt. Real one. Don't don't say that. What? <laughs> I can't stand that guy. However, I will say that match would have made more sense being aired right before the Battle Riot main event, considering what, what went down. Yeah. So, again, I, that's just that's just very weird, like, planning on MLW's part. They could have had that match on the show, and it would have played into the story they kind of tried to convey in Battle Riot. Yeah, absolutely. Just saying. Um, a lot of these matches were short just because they wanted yeah. a lot of these people fresh in the Battle Riot match, so I mm-hmm. completely get it. Um, that's why you saw Hammerstone and uh, Holiday go for as long as they did. So, uh, that, dude, that match was absolutely insane, and I cannot wait to say that hot take to the end of the year because I think it might break the internet. But um, anyway, uh, I think it's now time for Battle Riot, Dylan. You ready to get into it? That's a lot to break down here. Oh, my God. I literally have a whole page. Um, I can't wait. So, now, like I said, we're going to cover Battle Riot. 40 (laughs) competitors in this match. You can be eliminated by pinfall submission or going over the top rope, where both feet touch the floor, just like in the Royal Rumble. I have a lot to get into. Um, The winner of this match gets a world title opportunity whenever they want. So, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the Royal Rumble and Money in the Bank combined into one. Mm-hmm. But uh, for WWE side, but uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna cover literally everything that happened in this match, or it would literally take an hour. Yeah. So um, I'm just gonna do my best. So um, Dylan, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's literally a whole page. <laughs> um, all right, starting with Battle Riot. The first two competitors were EJ Naduka and Kelvin Takeman. Pretty slow stuff getting the crowd into it until Mr. Thomas comes out at number three. Lince Dorado was at four, and we really picked up uh, from there. Tankman and Thomas were eliminated by Naduka. 
Number six was none other than the legendary Microman. Yeah. And the crowd was on their feet as he hit the 6-1.9. So very quickly, <laughs> what did you think of Microman? Um, I watched this with, with Chloe, and Chloe is now the biggest Microman fan, I think. Oh, dude, dude, that guy's great. Dude, I was like, is this fucker about to hit a 619? It's called a 619. <laughs> dude, he's out there doing fucking arm drags and hurricane ranas. And- <laughs> dude, that guy is going crazy now. Microman running the ropes on the bottom rope. Good for him. <laughs> Did you know who he was going in this match? I've heard, um, I think I've heard the name, but no, I was not familiar at all. <laughs> I, I, dude, what is, what is. <laughs> When his when his music popped up and like you know the the, the screen said Microman and it looked like the old Mario logo and like you know that that old thing and I was like Microman okay I think I'm like I think I've heard this name before I know he's you know yeah but I was not I was I wasn't ready yeah the legendary Microman yeah um anyway and, hey hey kudos to Lindsay Dorado selling the fuck dude out of he that sold that man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they sold like death, so kudos to him. Yes. Um, Casey Navarro and Kim Chi got a nice reaction, 9 and 10. <laughs> Kim Chi got his ass beat. Dude, it, uh, Kim Chi I was waiting. A... I was waiting for Kamala. <laughs> um, all right, so the, Los, the La Australia in Aries exchange was really cool, going back and forth with kicks. Then the mm-hmm. big hitters, Killer Cross at 12, who looks like a monster, Sammy Callahan at 13, which was a shocker. And then Dylan's favorite wrestler in the planet, Real One or Enzo Mori, was at 14. Gangrel was at 15. And Dylan's other guy, Quang the Ninja, was at 16. I'm not going to lie. So MLW was not afraid to go heavy in the middle. I love that. Emphasis on heavy. Commentary. Putting over how hated Callahan was by other wrestlers was great. I absolutely popped. Number 18, Little Guido. Uh, yeah. Getting destroyed by Cross, he actually made a uh, hey, little dent in the match. He was actually there a little bit. Little Guido was losing his mind that whole match. Yeah, dude, Little Guido was. He was in he there much enough. longer than I thought he'd be. He's yeah, telling people dude. to fuck <laughs> off while he's taking ankle locks. <laughs> uh, real one looking really impressive, eliminating Bud Heavy. Mm-hmm. David Richards comes out right after uh, Dorado. And the antics by Real One really taking other wrestlers off the game. 23 and 24 was Homicide and Ricky Shane Taylor, respectively. Dorado had a good showing until he was eliminated by Cross, who looked like a monster. Number 28 yeah. was Jacob Fatu. It's basically one half of the heart and soul of MLW with uh, Hammerstone. Went crazy and the crowd lost it. Shane was tossed right into the trash can. You saw an alliance between Real One and number 29, which is Matt Kruger. Warhorse and Myron Reed at 31-32. Number 36, Mance Warner got a big pop. Number 39 was Ty Valkyrie. And number 40 was the one that Dylan spoiled for me many months ago. Five months ago. Five months ago. You know, Dylan, I didn't know anything about this match because I wanted to save it for this moment, which was interesting. I did not. I didn't look at any spoilers besides I knew Parker was in the match because of you. Uh, Tyre and Kaya and Cross had a really good exchange. Multiple eliminations were happening. Parker eliminates Taya. Dude, mm-hmm. she took that clothesline hot. like a champ. Whew. Then we're down to six. Down to Parker Bordeaux, uh, Killer Cross, Kruger, Fatu, Callahan, and Real One. Parker and Kruger get dumped. We're down to four. 
Crosstown fought two were slugging. I need another match between those two, hopefully some point down the line. So at Triple H, look for uh, Jacob fought two. Rule one fought two were the final two who had a match and a big feud going on. So this really made sense, no matter how you feel about Rule one. Mm-hmm. Fought two dumps him, and he wins Battle Riot to have a title shot at any time he chooses. A lot of action here. A yep. lot. Uh, a lot of surprises we saw. And the weapons I thought added to the match, they put a lot of emphasis on real one in this contest, so expect mm-hmm. him to be a real name for them. But Fatu is what MLW is all about. Getting Hammerstone, Fatu again is going to be unbelievable. thought Callahan was great. I thought Aries looked really strong. Uh, Dorado was in there a long time. Naduka at number one, he looks like a star. So, Dylan, give your final thoughts on everything here. What did you think of the surprises? It would, who impressed you? Yeah, um... So I will give credit where credit's due. Everyone knows by now I'm not a big Enzo Amore guy. However, I will say, like, the antics outside, he would pull guys from under the bottom rope. Um, he hit um, uh, uh, Casey – what's, what's – Navarro. His? Casey Navarro. He did, like, the – like, a razor's edge almost into yeah. the uh, into the ring post. I thought that was nasty looking. Um. Enzo definitely played a like he he, he played the 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 heel role I think very well the little cowardly heel oh, yeah. going under the going under the bottom rope hiding outside a whole lot then like I said he pulls someone under do an attack get in hit some moves go back under <coughs> didn't shock me that he was going to be in the final four let alone the final two um, especially with the ongoing stuff like I mentioned him and Fatu if that match aired before this I feel like it would have amplified that moment, them being the final two, yeah. just a little bit more. But that's a different story for a different day. I thought Lince Dorado did not get enough credit. Um, yeah. Because, you know, look, we know how good Cross is. We know how good Fatu is. Um, Callahan. And and we know, yeah, we know how good Callahan is. I think Cross was probably the MVP of the match. Yeah. But Lince Dorado, I do want to give a shout out to because he had a nice showing. He was in there for about maybe 15 20 minutes maybe yeah. longer than that um and look good uh shout out to little guido for for losing his mind telling everyone to fuck off as he's taking hits um he's like half out of it still telling people to fuck off love that microman losing his mind absolutely love that uh what'd you think of the um the attack that went on at the uh, at the top of the stage with uh Davy Richards and Myron Reed and, and and all those guys. Well, that a um, that's been brewing too. I don't know you yeah. you don't watch the MLW religiously, but that's been going on. Uh, Richards wanted to take Myron Reed out like under his wing and mm-hmm. lead him. Uh, he didn't accept, so that's been going a long time. Only made sense. I will say for for a smaller promotion, I did like the initial. It wasn't focused like you know Richards is trying to leave. And then you can just kind of see the attack going on in the background. And then they have yeah. to like rush a camera up there to get a full angle. I thought that was a nice touch for someone yeah. for, for a company that doesn't have the huge production value or maybe even the creative team that, that the bigger companies have. I thought that was a really, really nice touch, not putting that on camera right away and making it look so pre-planned. Um, another name, he wasn't in there a long time, but um, EJ, how do you pronounce the last name? Naduka. Naduka. EJ Naduka. That dude has the look. Yeah, By dude, Vince would have went wild for this guy. He he has the look, and even his tag partner, uh, Tank Man. 
Oh, Tankman? Oh, dude, I love yeah. Calvin Tankman. Great. Yeah. So I think um, I really like them, but but EJ, I think, could be a star if someone steals him up. I think he just has the look. He has the moves. Um, I really like him. I thought this was very well done. It was definitely – this was my first time watching end-to-end a battle riot. I, mm. I This is the You need to watch one. the other ones. This yeah, is, this is – I'm going to be honest, and I, I'm not – this might be like either the the fourth or the third best one just because they were so good. They, mm-hmm. I'm not taking them. This was really well done, I thought. They they had to be creative just because of the roster changing so much. Mm-hmm. But for what they had, I thought they did a great job. Well, this is – you know, MLW has that with, – with the battle riots I was reading going in, the like open door policy where it's yep. basically like anyone's welcome to come don't have to be under contract with MLW, kind of show up sort of thing. Um, so it definitely opens up a lot of possibilities with big indie stars or even, you know, random legends popping up, um, you know, gang growling. <laughs> why did, why did Kimchi have to get ganged up on six on one? <laughs> and Kimchi. Microman almost ripped his mask off. <laughs> the fuck? Dude, Microman was not, dude. He was going great. Hey, Microman was losing his mind. Kudos to Microman. Um, but overall, <laughs> I thought, I thought like the battle riot concept itself is is very unique. It's very interesting. It's it's a Royal Rumble um, with a twist that you can do pinfalls and submissions, and then the forty you know, man like, part's cool. Yeah, the forty man part's really cool, and the fact that the winner gets a title shot whenever they feel like thing instead of just you know two months or three months away. Um, it's like a Royal Rumble with a twist and everyone loves a Royal Rumble. So, um, I dug, I really did. There was a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Um, a lot of bodies in a pretty small space is, is definitely a, a nice fun car crash to watch, but it was, uh, it was very enjoyable. I enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't even know. I don't think we can grade it. Can we? Uh, so I gave it a flat four. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's probably the best score to give it just because yeah. there was so much going on. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought Homicide was a nice touch. Yes, I um, love Homicide. So there was, a, there was a lot of different guys. They put over their talent too, mm-hmm. uh, MLW did. So really good stuff there. And um, I love the Samoan SWAT team. Dude, that might be my favorite name uh, in red. Dude, that tag team name is so clean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, whenever that whenever that Hammerstone Fatu match happens, that'll be whoo, and they've had bangers. They've yeah. had bangers. Yeah. Um, also, do want to say, um, Bandito was actually supposed to face Hammerstone. He actually got hurt. No, I think he had to go to AAA last minute instead. So um, it was obviously replaced by uh, Alde and then um, Von Eriks, who are also a big part of MLW. They were hurt, so uh, they could not compete. Also, but uh, very good stuff from what they had. And uh, anything else before we move on? No, thought it was um, thought it was a lot of fun. But MLW has definitely got to change up their uh, their release schedule because oh, it's, dude, uh, it's terrible. It definitely like my biggest issue with it is it ages the product so much. Yeah, I mean, two names alone, Scarlet and and Cross. I mean, they're not they're not going to show up at MLW anytime soon. Well, Bordeaux's under AEW contract now. Well, I mean, um, uh, Scarlet, uh, yeah, and, and and Parker Bordeaux, I forgot. Yeah, um, yep. 
which, by the way, sorry I spoiled that five months ago. Yeah, I know. I was. Uh, but yeah, uh, how was I supposed to know? I didn't know. I don't. Yeah, dude. Well, I, I, and here's the well, here's the thing. Like when you're an MLW fan, you just kind of like get used to the schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't take away from it, but they they have to do. They have, have to, be to do something. They have to do something because we can't wait another six months for this. We they got to get it out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, especially if they're going to – I mean, it sounded like watching the show, they're hyping this up as like a big event, not just for them, but in wrestling. Yeah. And I've seen – you know, this is the first time I've watched a Battle Riot match, but I've seen the name. I've, I've, I've heard it mentioned before. By me, probably. In, well, just, just in wrestling in general, like mm. on dirt sheets and stuff. Like it in, – in, in the wrestling community, it's brought up quite a bit. It drew a pretty decent crowd for being, being a smaller venue. Yeah. I just don't get the why wait five months to air it. Maybe it's just a month. I, got, don't, I don't really know. Yeah, and then you got bozos like me spoiling entry oh. number 40 because I thought, like, oh, shit, this just this just happened. If we don't cover yeah. MLW, I'm going to impress Kyle by bringing up an MLW news story. <laughs> and here I am. I pissed him off five months ago. <laughs> and he was number 40. Yeah, and he was the last one, which apparently a big fucking deal. I, well, I, I I knew who Forty was going in because I was like, oh well, Bordeaux hasn't showed up. Yeah. So uh, no, but really fun stuff here. Uh, we have a lot to talk about in the dummy yeah. So we're just gonna get into it, Don. Are you ready? Well, real quick before we get to the dummy yeah, um, I don't know if you know this, but Jacob Fatu, you know, little known wrestling family that he's a part of. So kudos to him for picking up a big win. Uh, Lance, uh, number two, was he Lance, number? Lance, Lance and Lance and Nowy, or yeah. And is it Nowy or Noye or something? Uh, he's also, uh, he is the third brother of the Usos, right? No, it's no, no, he's no? not. No, he's well, not. Who, who's he related to? I mean, he's in the, he's in the family, but he's not a brother of the Usos. I don't think he's just, uh, I think he's like a distant cousin. Is he? I did yeah. not know that. I, I thought he was a little bit more connected than that. Little little I, little known wrestling family. Uh, Anawahi. That's how you pronounce it. Mm, little okay. little known little known wrestling family. You know you got. Uh, did you know his father Samu uh, was a member of the Head Shrinkers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who the Head Shrinkers are. I, you know more than I do apparently, but. Um... You've never heard of the Head Shrinkers? <laughs> no. From like the Ooh. 80s and 90s? Uh, just saying, um, Dylan, at the first double uh, battle riot, mm-hmm. um, MJF was a part of it. So, oh. it's cool stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little, uh, little, hey, could be a stepping stone. Bigger things. Send Jacob Fatu to WWE. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, dude, that dude is. Dude, could you imagine him in the bloodline? Oh, dude. Talk Ooh. about having a muscle. Yeah, dude, that Jeez. dude is yeah, he's he's in Hammerstone, dude. And I'm Richard Holiday's one of my favorite wrestlers right now. I've talked about him all year. That that I'm gonna break the internet here in December. But okay. Until then, Dylan, <laughs> um, we have a lot to talk about in dummy ass, so why don't you just mm-hmm. get into it? Yeah, I talked about this a couple weeks ago and you did your best to defend it, but now I'm about to double down on it. I don't understand what's going on with Austin Theory. He's absolutely done now, I think. He's, you know, I, I, I'm i all for doing something a little different with the Money in the Bank uh, briefcase. And I thought him potentially going after the NXT title was the right move. Because 
given the landscape of WWE right now, which isn't always it, – it, it's not what Triple H officially signed up for as Kyle eats a big bag of Doritos right now. Um, no, I literally just backed up in my chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vince pinned Triple H in a corner by putting both belts on Roman. And there's no way Theory is going to beat Roman Reigns. No. To become the undisputed champion. No. Him defeating, say the belts were split, and say Roman's the universal title uh, champion, and, and say, like, I don't know. Uh, say Kevin, Rollins. Rollins, say yeah. Rollins, Rollins is the WWE champion, or Kevin Owens is the WWE champion. That's a little more believable. You know what I mean? The way mm. Roman's been booked, is Austin Theory the first one in three years to pin Roman no. Reigns? No, not happening. So I thought him going after Braun Breaker was the right move. It kept Theory in somewhat of a main event scene, granted with NXT and not Raw or SmackDown, but it is quote-unquote a world title. Having him cash in on the mid-card title to me made no sense. However, if you want to book the United States title as a true prize in WWE, by all means, go for it. But then to have him lose on top of it, and not even have like a complete match with it. If he put on a 30 minute banger with Seth Rollins and Seth picks up a, you know, just barely beats theory, you know, crawl to the cover kind of style. Mm-hmm. We can, we can maybe go, well, he shouldn't have lost, but you know, it is what it is. They put on a banger of a match. The fact that he just gets the shit kicked out of him by Bobby Lashley and then takes a stomp and that's it. Austin theory's done, man. I, I that's that, that's my belief. The mismanagement of Austin theory this whole year since winning Money in the Bank is my dummy moment this week. So I'm going to tell you why he's not done. And okay. there, was, there was a report, uh, wrestling headlines at wrestling news, I, I, dot com, I believe, well, one of the two, mm-hmm. said that Austin Theory's not done. And they actually have something for him. So I'm just going to say this real quick. All right. Okay. So people were saying, oh, well, it was an open challenge. Why didn't he come out? Well, technically, he wanted someone to do his dirty work for him so mm-hmm. he could just go right in, take the title, and go. Um, Dylan, there is no world title on Raw. Like you said, Roman right. is not losing the theory. So if your theory is like, all right, well, if I can get the U.S. title, I have the top title on Raw, so I can be Mr. Raw. And how mm-hmm. much of the importance is boosted up with cashing on the U.S. title, it feels really important trying to get on the U.S. title, in my opinion. So they're, um, I mean, Triple H wanted to do some of these uh, mid-card titles. Mm-hmm. I mean, Walter's looking like an absolute beast, and Money in the Bank was just cashing for it. So the importance of that has just went through the roof. I don't think Theory's done. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be something there. Um, is there going to be a four-way between Rollins, him, Bobby, and Ali? Maybe, maybe there's just a triple threat without Ali just because he's going to SmackDown next week. I'm not really sure. Um, I think he's going to stay in that mid-card scene. And ultimately, I think this was because Triple H sees him more as a mid-card guy right now. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, he cashed in on the top title in the brand. So, I personally don't think having him cash in on the U.S. title was the worst thing. Just because Triple H doesn't see him as the guy right now, and you won't have to worry about money in the bank. So you can, you know, you have all of this time to plan out who's going to win it next year and have your own, um, your own winner and your own storylines with that. Um, 
I like Theory winning when it happened because I would thought it was different. But as he got it, I with this gimmick, he's just not ready. So mm-hmm. I I personally do not have a problem with it. Um, I, I think if he, you know, picks up a couple victories, I think people are going to forget about. It. Do you think this leads to a more serious Austin Theory, like a? Hey, if that came out of it, I'd be down. Yeah, I, I don't want to necessarily say like a darker role, but you know, the selfie stuff done a little more serious, a little more vicious. Austin yeah, Theory on the I, back I would end. Like, because this this gimmick is just not working. Yeah, I don't think the issue. So. The issue is Austin Theory has the tools. To Dude, be... you know how big of a fan I was yeah. of him, even in of all. Yeah, so like he has the tools both in the ring. I think he's good on the mic. He makes a great heel. He's easy. He has one of the most punchable faces in wrestling, and that's what you want. That's what you want out of a heel. You want him to be fucking hated. Um, And I look, this isn't a shot at Austin Theory himself, because I think Austin Theory, I hope it gets put together, and I hope Triple H has a vision for him. I'm not necessarily putting this completely on Triple H, saying, like, you fucked up. But this wasn't what... Triple H was thrown into this role, and a lot of the stuff that he was handed, he just kind of has to deal with in the yeah. short term. Mm. Next year is really – and, like, wait wait, wait for the Rumble. Wait well, – I mean, wait it starts for, with Survivor Series. Wait mostly, for Mania. Wait for the Raw after Mania. The, the, well, I think the build into this year's WrestleMania will be a very Triple H show. His, well, his remember, Rumble the winner, women's matches are supposed to be – Vince's ideas. So I think some of Vince's ideas are still going to go into Mania. Yeah, so you're right. So we may not get Triple H's full vision until next year. Raw after Mania. Whoever wins Money in the Bank next year will be a Triple H guy and girl. Simple as that. I I think it's LA Knight, no questions asked. I think... Um, And then for the women... It's very open. Shotzi? Dude, Shotzi's getting a big old push. Um, like Shotzi, I maybe, see, maybe I Sonya. See. If they if they book her right, make her yeah. a little more serious. Yeah, I mean Mia Yim, I think could also be in that mix. Candice LeRae is going to be. It's going to be a Triple H girl. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But that being said, oh no, real no, Rhea Ripley needs to win. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Uh, I think give her the fucking Rumble. Fuck money in the bank. Give her the Rumble. She deserves it. Anyway, this isn't a dig at Austin Theory. And this isn't necessarily a dig at Triple H, but Austin Theory has not been treated well since winning the briefcase. So that falls on Vince McMahon. That falls on that regime, too. Yeah. This is WWE as a whole. Triple H, like you said, maybe this was his way of just trying to get out of it, and he's going to repackage and rebook Austin Theory in his vision. If so, cool. But as of right now, what I've seen, this has been a complete flop. You can't book... Money in the bank. You, you build it up as a well. This guarantees you a world title shot. Well, I'm actually going to go for the mid card title. But I see what you mean. I see your angle that you're going for. So I'm going to lessen my my. Uh, I, it's the, it's the top in the brand. Top, right top now, yes. And again, that kind of falls on Vince with what yep. he's done with the world title. And you, you you put Austin Theory in a position where it's like, well, what else am I going to fucking do? Like, there's nothing else to do for him. All in all, it is it, – it just he, screams of He's just not ready for that. He's just not ready for that big role yet. And I think – so, again, that, that, that falls into the 
what the fuck are we doing with Austin Theory? If he's not ready for it, he shouldn't have won Money in the Bank. Put him in the match because the dude's talented as hell and he could put on a, a well, great Ra- Well, the thing is, Rollins should have won that match. 100%. There was yeah. no doubt in my mind. Coming off the Cody stuff, you're telling me yeah. Seth Rollins is not winning Money in the Bank to mm-hmm. get that redemption story? And I don't think anyone would have been upset if Rollins was the one to beat Roman Reigns for a world title. No. That is, in theory, being the first one to beat Roman Reigns, not really believable. I'm sorry. There's only a few names on the roster right now. If they were to pin Roman Reigns tomorrow, I'd go, yep, I think, makes sense. I think there's only three right now. And it's Seth, Cody, and, and Bray. And Bray. Yeah. Yeah. Those, yep, those would think. be the three. Drew, not anymore. Drew and, Drew and Cross are kind of up there, but I think those three are definitely. Cross, not yet. Drew, not anymore. And Sheamus, not yet. Yeah. But of the three who are like, bona fide yeah they could beat roman reigns tomorrow and i wouldn't gripe about it or i don't think anyone would have any gripe about it it's bray cody and seth i mean the more it's looking and right now bobby's getting up there too just saying it's it's really looking like we're getting rock rock roman at wrestlemania it's really looking like well rock's taking shots during black adam press tours now do you see that no yeah someone asked them in, a, in an interview promoting, uh, promoting Black Adam, they're like, who's the true head of the table? And he's like, you're looking at him. It's oh, me. yeah, we're definitely getting that match. So they're definitely – but they were like, oh, so you're wrestling at WrestleMania. He goes, I didn't say that. You know, wink, wink. But they're already planting the seeds in Hollywood right now that – and rumor has it the Rock schedule come next spring is uh, pretty wide open. Oh, God. I just want I, – I, I get the Rock. I don't want the Rock – just do Cody, Cody Roman, have Cody win. But 100%. if the, if they do Rock Roman, Roman's not losing, so he probably doesn't lose it for another year. Oh, you're not going to do it a whole year. So I, I don't know. They got to find a do. way to get one of those titles off of Roman. Yeah, that, that's easily. what they really have to do. I have no problem then, Roman holding the Universal title another year, but they got to get that WWE title off of him somehow. And then Cody wins that. Yes. Cody should be um, WWE champion by WrestleMania. Yes. Um, all right. So we're going to get in the mind real quick. Okay. Um, and then I have one more conversation, and then we'll uh, get out of here. So uh, my dummy on the week goes to WWE fans. Mm-hmm. If you have logged into Twitter lately, you have seen that the fans have been outraged because of the Austin Theory situation. And all I have to say to let it play out. Let's just mm-hmm. see what happens. My biggest issue, Dylan, is actually the live crowds. Dylan, the venues are silent. Get excited. Do something. Everyone knows AEW is having big issues, but their fans are still super pumped to be there. Mm-hmm. It's honestly getting bad how quiet these shows are and how outraged they are on social media. Do something. Because these – dude, that that crowd on Raw was embarrassing. Yeah. So yeah, that's I my agree. dummy on the week. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. And I know that I partially fall under that bracket because I just shit on the Austin Theory stuff right now. But And yeah, um, not on social media though. No, no, I keep quiet. <laughs> um, but overall, yeah, I, I mean I agree with you. It is kind of hard to turn on Raw and SmackDown. And I'm seeing stuff that's making me pop from my living room. Yeah. And I'm listening to the crowd and I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like Sarah Logan, I feel like, deserved more of a pop. I thought Mia Yim deserved more what of a pop. What about Emma? Emma got no pop. Emma got no reaction, and that made me pop. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, I feel like we're popping at home more than the fans in the crowd. Well, Triple H is now 
I think he wants to do more of a balance, but mm-hmm. I think ultimately he wants to reach out to the hardcore fan. Yes. Remember, I, I, I think I said this on the show a few, uh, few months ago. WWE events kind of feel like a family event in the same way of like Supercross or Monster Jam. You know yeah. what I mean? When it pops up in your city, you may not follow that sport at all, but it's like, Oh, well, you know, kids get in for free or kids tickets are 10 bucks or whatever. And yeah. oh, shit, I got nothing to do on a Saturday or a Sunday. Let's go do it. Look, I don't follow Supercross at all. I did go to Supercross in Indianapolis back in March. It was a lot of fun, but it was that kind of event. It just felt like a family event. Bring the kids, have a good time. A lot of heavy stuff. Big pyro pops off. That's what Raw and SmackDown events feel like. And you mentioned AEW crowds. Those are hardcore wrestling fans. Yeah. And WWE Triple H needs to find a way to bring those hardcore fans in. Yeah. A lot of that will come with time, with great storytelling. Wait till the road to WrestleMania. When 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 Cody's back and Seth is firing on all cylinders. And Bray's like going. Now. Bray will, the, the, the picture with Bray will be more clear. Roman's world title picture, that'll become clearer. I think you're going to get a lot of those hardcore fans back. And like you said, post-mania, I think you're going to get most of that. Because going into WrestleMania, still going to be very celebrity-driven, and you're going to get some of those mainstream people, especially with Mania in Hollywood this well, year. It kind of makes sense. I, the, well, the, the easiest thing to do would be to have Logan Paul versus John Cena. I think you kill two birds with one stone. Just put them together. No, I have, Logan thing, wins. I have a thing. I mean, Yeah. I have a thing with John Cena, though. And I can get into that really quick if you want to. All right, real quick. Before we get it. Um, So, there's only one title that Cena hasn't won in Mm -hmm. WWE, and it's the Intercontinental title. Yeah, I could see him doing something. He can't beat Walter, though. I don't think so, but the story is there that Cena chasing the one title he's never won before. And if you want to make Walter a fucking star, have him beat John Cena in two minutes at WrestleMania. Have him squash him. Yeah. But have Cena feud with Walter. I think that program going into Mania would be a million bucks. Cena would put that over like no other. Cena taking a squash loss isn't going to hurt him. He lost to The Undertaker in three minutes. Who gives a fuck? We don't even talk about it. He's John Cena. He's John Cena. It's not going to hurt anything. And if you want to build a star, especially in Triple H's WWE, have Walter beat him in two fucking minutes. Walter is that guy, man. He really is. And retain the IC title. And then, I also have. I would also have Walter retain have the IC title for about a year and a half. Um, swear to God. If if they don't do Paul uh, Cena or Walter Cena, if Logan Paul's healthy, he's teaming with Jake Paul in some form at WrestleMania. Hey, probably I, against the Usos. Would you do John Cena Edge? Because Edge only has a little bit left. John Cena was one of his biggest rivals, especially early. Hundred percent. That would yeah. be good. Or you could do maybe Edge Brock. I think hey, that would be a good Edge, little. Edge's time is running down in WWE. When are we going to get Alter Bridge to perform at WrestleMania? This is bullshit. No, they're going to have them, but the lead singer is actually going to be Wale. <laughs> dude, Dylan would – dude, I, he would turn the show off. If I heard a Wale remix of Edge's theme song, I'm yeah, never watching dun, dun, WWE dun, dun, again. <laughs> I'd be so mad. Oh, dude, that'd be great. Uh, real quick. Mm-hmm. Who is the um, – who are the fifth guy – or who's the fifth guy in War Games for Team Sheamus? So, it's, I would assume they're going to pull it from SmackDown, right? Yes. So, it's going to be a SmackDown guy. I mean, is it? 
I mean, I, I mean, with well, for, everything, I mean, does Kevin Owens make sense? That's that that was the name that popped in my head. That's why I asked if you think it'll be a SmackDown guy. Because we're pulling from anyone, it's got to be Kevin Owens. It's got to be Owens. It's got to be. Dude, Owens hasn't been match. in anything super prominent. Um, I'm pretty sure his last TV appearance was on NXT a few weeks ago. Um, so Owens popping up and putting on, dude, look, dude, Reigns, Solo, Jimmy, Jay, and Zayn versus Sheamus, Holland, Dunn, McIntyre, and Owens. <laughs> dude, that could be match of the year. <laughs> and man, to hold off putting out too. nominees, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, that ooh, dude, that that match is gonna be insane. But uh, we're really looking forward to Survivor Series. Uh, Dylan, would you like to tell everyone what we're doing next week and get us out of here? Yeah. So uh, to continue the hype of Survivor Series, we're actually gonna be turning the clock back a little bit, and we're gonna be rewatching uh, the 2014 edition of Survivor Series. This was the one that was headlined by. Team Cena versus Team Authority, I believe, which, if I remember correctly, was an absolute banger of a match and a couple surprises thrown in there. But we'll 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 talk about that all next week. Very excited to rewatch the show. One of my favorites. Yeah, absolutely. So that is uh, all we got for this week. Appreciate everyone listening to this point. Uh, Dylan, anything else before we go? Um, stay tuned because Kyle is working very hard on the nominees. We should have those released in a, I believe, in a couple weeks. But I'm going to let him kind of take the reins. We've been talking back and forth. Uh, but the We Just Talk Wrestling Awards will be at the end of December, I believe, is what we've uh, settled on, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. Be the last the show vari- of the year? Yes. The variety mm-hmm. of this one is going to be absolutely insane. It's not just WWE. There's going to be a lot of different yeah. names. So every, I hope everyone uh, votes and gets involved. I, I think it's going to be art a lot better than last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, get tuned for that. Um, I hope it's going to be as I hope it's going to be as good as I think it's going to be. So I'm very excited. Yeah. So that episode will officially be the last episode of the year, which will be posted, I believe, Christmas Day um, yes. or Christmas uh, Eve. It, yeah, yeah. Whatever. 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 Uh, whatever whatever works there, but... out for us. Um, but we're we're working away on the nominees and everything like that. We're hoping to have that finalized in a couple of weeks so you guys can have a lot of time to vote. Uh, but stay tuned for that. A lot of exciting stuff. I know some of the stuff Kyle's working on. He, we've, we've been talking back and forth. and I think I know who might win most of the awards, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, so I, th- th- there's one name that's going to take most of it. I'm, I'm not going to put him in so many different ones. But we have to so, at the same but, time. I, I, I'm not going to put him in every single one, but I, I, I think I'm going to do a really good job. Um, I'm going to still toy with a number of nominees here and there. I'm going to have to add a couple here, take up you know some out of here. So well, uh, I'll, I'll really get more excited. information on that um, because I think the first one was a major success. And yeah. I think it was one of my favorite episodes we've ever yeah. done. And I will say we will have to wait to post those until after Survivor Series because if our prediction is right – that War Games match might be a nominee for match of the year. We'll Dude, see. That, oh, All righty. <laughs> um, and uh, Survivor Series in, in basically one week has already been better than all of Full Gear. But yep. we, will, um, we will catch everyone next week. And uh, I'm very excited for next week's episode. So appreciate yes, everyone listening to Point. And have a 
great rest of your Saturday and go Lions tomorrow as we oh play to God. be number two in the division as we oh. big victory over the Green Bay Packers. So uh, look for bullshit. Maybe getting I might be getting some playoff tickets, Dylan. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, do that. Packers might be going for that number one pick, but we will yep. catch everyone next yep. week. We fucking suck. Ha <laughs> ha